Good evening, everyone. So the title of tonight's talk is called Relaxing the Body into Being. And I also will weave in, there's been some requests. I was talking last week about a a retreat I did, this darkness retreat. So I spent 21 days in the dark. So somehow I didn't have a lot of time for that. So I will weave spontaneously weave some more content of that retreat experience into this topic because they go together. And uh, I'll try to leave some time for questions this time at the end. So I want to tell a story to begin this talk. So once upon a time, circa 2007, I was sitting at Barry, Massachusetts at IMS on a three-month silent retreat. And I was sitting, and what I discovered when I was sitting was that I was in an incredible amount of pain. I was sitting, I was trying to sit still because that's what I had learned from my father growing up of Vipassana meditation teachers that I got to sit still. However, what I found was that when I was sitting, it was just like my body started locking down. And um, the practice of mindfulness meditation is to bear witness, you know, in many ways to our experience. And I asked the question to the teachers on the retreat, you know, I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, there's this feels like there's really intense energies in my body, and I don't know how to. I don't know what to do with it. And I got this answer that I found very unsatisfying. And can you guess what the answer was? Any guesses? Be mindful. And do you ever have this experience in life where you get an unsatisfying answer and it, it, it finally it goes in so deep, it's just like it, it spurs something within you. That was a moment that spurred something in me. And I thought, you know what, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm looking for something. I know that there's got to be a way to relate. There's got to be something that is not being said. In fact, beginning of this uh, in this experience I thought that actually the teachers they thought that I wasn't ready for like the deeper secret instructions <laughs> I thought they were kind of holding out on me but then over time I, I realized that actually no they weren't they weren't holding out that was just that's the practice so tonight I, w- I w- my intention is to give the talk that I that I wish I could have heard, wish I would have heard at that time. So the title of this talk is um, uh, Relaxing the Body into Being. And just as a kind of frame and overview, so I have, since that time, I gravitated 
to the Tibetan tradition of Buddhism, also called the Vajrayana tradition. And one of the things about the Vajrayana tradition is it's very um, colorful, and there's lots of like Buddhas and deities and ritual practices, and it's um, it can take a lot to kind of um, get your way in to those teachings. And so a lot of what I want to do tonight is I kind of want to strip away the esoterica from that, from what I have received from the tradition, and um, kind of offer some of the, the jewels that I have found within those teachings. And one of the things that is um, expressed within the Tibetan tradition is a, is a particular view of the body. Um, around uh, when I was 23, a couple of years later, I met um, a teacher named Reggie Ray, who I've talked about here before. And he was a teacher at Naropa University, where I went to school, and founded a, his sangha is called the Dharma Ocean Sangha. And so, um, fast forwarding in time, I found myself at one of his weekend workshops. Um, and the first thing that he had us do is he had us lie down. He had us lie down with our knees up, and he guided us through a deep relaxation journey. And it was one of the most incredible meditations that I had ever had up to that point. Because it totally exploded my mind that um, lying down meditation was okay. I kind of felt the kind of the sense I had gotten on retreat was that lying down meditation was kind of cheating in some way. And um, so he guides a bunch of practices, um, what he calls somatic meditation. And what this talk will be about is really the journey, the unfolding of this theme of what we could call somatic meditation. And over the arc of my time of studying somatic meditation, I found that um, it's very elemental. To, to explore the body is to really explore the elements that we are made of. And so I want to, um, just as a kind of framework, um, I'm going to explore the theme of relaxing into the body into, as an arc of um, the five elements. So w- before I go into that, I, w- I want to offer you this thing that I thought of when preparing this talk. Have you ever been stressed? <laughs> I bet you have, but have you ever been stressed and um, someone you're with, maybe you're doing a project, someone says to you, just relax. <laughs> or something doesn't work out the way that it wants to go. And you say, let go. You know, the Buddhist says, let go. How does that feel? Does that work? Any, I'm curious if anyone has any responses to that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so in the first case, when you say uh, when, when it makes you angry, why would you say it makes you angry? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyone else? So, uh, oh. Right, so that that was that was the answer I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> sure. So, uh, what I heard you say was that um, there's there could be, you know, perhaps in the first case, it it really depends on the energy, right, behind someone saying, "Well, ju-, like maybe in the voice, just relax," like in a relaxing tone might soothe us, but then. More often than not, I know that I've been in situations like this where someone's like, just relax. And then it doesn't have the same kind of effect. And I think that this, you know, just this little case study is very much like a window into, well, what's the somatic thing? Because the somatic thing, I think, in this context is it's really the energy or the embodied state that that person is speaking from, and if the and if we're in a field where there's a kind of spaciousness or openness, then yeah, maybe we can kind of fall into relaxation. And if it's a very contracted state, then we tend to that 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 can be challenging, right? So all of this to say that. You know, in my experience of working with somatic meditation, what I have found is that relaxation, like deep, true relaxation, is pretty hard won. Like, if we really knew how to relax in the face of everything that's going on in the world, that would be pretty cool. Basically, what these teachings, somatic meditation is saying, is that to be fully relaxed, to be fully open and relaxed, that would be to be awake. To be fully and completely embodied to that open state would be to be a Buddha. And I think that there's something um, very profound just about considering that paradigm. The basic view here is that our body contains within it this potential to awaken to its true nature. 
However, we are not necessarily occupying our body. Because to really be in the body, to really feel what the body feels, and to know what the body knows is to experience a whole lot. So I'm just going to go through... Um, it's, it's, it's like my favorite topic. Um, and I could get sidetracked a bunch of places, but I'm just going to sweep through these different elemental stages. So just like in that retreat that I was sharing about, I think the first step in the process of relaxing the body into being is to acknowledge the tension that we feel. In other words, we can't really let go of that which we're not willing to feel. You know, and our, our nervous system, really what we're talking about is the nervous system, is not really wired up to... It's, we're wired up to notice what feels uncomfortable. That's the first thing that we gravitate to, is where is there dis-ease in our experience? And so we're kind of like Velcro for unpleasant, and we're kind of like um, Teflon for pleasant. Pleasant experience doesn't stick in the body very long. So the first step of these practices that uh, Reggie offers in the somatic flow of meditation is actually just to lie on the ground and to feel the body in the state that it's in. And the basic view here is that if we can, the, if we can get into the soma, what's being called the soma, then it's taking us out of our thinking mind. I think this is probably the most, if I could just offer one thing that's been helpful for me tonight, it's the distinction between the thinking state and the being state. So from the point of view of this work, thinking about you could say conceptual experience, the, any kind of subject-object engagement, or you know whether you're on your iPhone or whatever you're doing, there, and there's a sense of relationship, sense of thinking about, that's what we could call second-order experience. In other words, we can only think about things because we're having an experience. And just... Check in. Does that make sense? Are people following me? Or is... yeah. No? Uh-huh. So what, what the view here is that our body is always in, our body through our senses are always naturally in presence. But for most of us, we occupy our time in the thinking about state. And so the view of somatic meditation is if we, the kind of the backdoor method here is let's learn let's just learn how to occupy the body 
Because if we can be in the body, then we presence is the natural state here. So, as we breathe into the body, what uncovers first is tension. And I was going into it last week in in this talk about the darkness retreat I just did. just for those of you that weren't here, the setup for this is that I was uh, there's a dome. I was in Guatemala, and there's a darkness dome, and they feed you through the slot. Uh, they feed you through a slot, and you're basically in the dark, and um, you're learning how to be in your experience. And they just ring the bell three times a day. And the basic teaching is the same teaching that I practiced in the dome. So for 21 days, it's kind of a long time. And it, I could tell you that if I, if I were to be thinking constantly for 21 days, I would probably drive myself nuts. So this is really what I'm talking about. This was the kind of like what I just went all chips in and all chips in on on my retreat was that just the notion that the body itself in its natural state of openness it bypasses thinking and in the in the space between thoughts there is no judgment. There is the freshness of what we could call experience, which may be pleasant or may be unpleasant, but there's no, there's not the second dart, which is often talked about in this tradition. The first dart is that something's uncomfortable, and then the second thought is, the second dart is like, I'm judging it, it's wrong, it's bad, it's not okay. And I just want to check in and see if there's any thoughts, reactions, anything... The heart is at the center of somatic meditation. The view here of this, uh, I think I'm just going to try to get to the essence of it. I'm just going to be quiet, and then we'll see what comes out. The view here is that right along the spine is the well, the center of our body, the central nervous system. And you could say, we're probably all familiar with the term the chakras, right? The chakras basically emanate from this tree trunk that runs through our body. And the tree trunk, according to this work, uh, 
really starts in the earth. Except for most of us, we're not really breathing fully through our body in that way. But when we are able to breathe through our body and give, essentially give our attention, make a connection with the earth, what opens up is the flow of the energy. And as the energy enters what we could call the central channel, in Sanskrit it's called sashumna nadi, or in the Tibetan, I think it's also called avaduti, that's the other term for it. When the winds enter this central channel, it takes our thinking offline. There's kind of, you ever know, it's basically the experience of being in the flow state. So if you're dancing or you're doing whatever it is that just brings you into the moment, when the teaching is, is that when the winds enter this central channel, it takes us out of conceptual mind. It takes us out of personality view. And what's left over is the freshness of the embodiment experience. And this really goes into my darkness retreat since people were wanting to know about that. In the beginning of my darkness retreat, what I felt was mostly the tension. This outer level of just all of this feeling. Feeling of blockages. And then something completely, it was like the breath, what I'm talking about, as the breath, as the winds enter the central channel, it's like the electricity in the body is moving up and down and it starts to open it start, uh, the breath started to actually come into the heart space. And the teaching here is that love, love is actually, um, Reggie and Caroline, they're famous for saying that the body loves. That we don't actually have to think about love. That warmth is just the natural state of our open body. We did this last time. I just want to invite you to take a just we'll just try this out for a moment. So just take a posture where your spine can be nice and open. I invite you to first just close your eyes. And see if you can let the crown of your head kind of move to the heavens. And feel your sacrum root into the cushion. And let's see if we can feel this notion of the central channel. First, feel your spine. And let the spine be like a piece of seaweed in the ocean. Just very gently not locked in any way, letting the breath breathe along the spine. And imagine now that right in front of the spine there's like a hollow tube or like a stalk of bamboo. 
And as you're breathing, you can imagine that the breath comes from the core of the earth into the base of your spine. And we'll just take a couple breaths here. Just imagine that this hollow tube opens and you're actually breathing through the base of the spine and then gently, gently into the heart space. There's a sense of being in the middle back of the body. And you're feeling the space in the center of the chest. And you let the breath come into that space. And see if you can feel. If you can't, it's all right. But I bet you could feel there's like a kind of gentle warmth if you really let the breath go. Imagine maybe like a a fire flower or the sun in the center of your chest. You can notice, can you feel like a sense of space along this corridor? There's a kind of like humming or aliveness. We'll just do this for another 20 seconds, just letting the breath come into the center of the chest. And then on the exhale, just dissolve a sense of opening out. Before we open our eyes, just see if you notice like a sense of presence in the body. Okay, that's good. You can come back in the room if you like. I'm curious if that was useful in any way for if anyone had something to report. Um, for me, it just felt, it felt like it bypassed my brain. Like it was coming, the relaxation was coming in from a whole different way, which was amazing because a lot of times I'm fighting with the thoughts. Mm. So it really had a nice openness and was doing exactly what you were describing. So thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else want to say something? Do you have something to say? For me, it's more something like a kind of 
you keep learning uh, how to open part of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, that experience sort of like, I don't know whether it's something similar with the beginner's mind, mm-hmm. is the example that you gave last week, um, you gave us last week in terms of peeling out sort of like layers of layers mm-hmm. of things that you feel kind of like hold on to and feel very tense, but at the same time through that sort of breathing process, mm-hmm. you trying to be attentive how to really open and peeling like that layers. And I think it's always for me is a new experience and inviting me to sort of like be respectful with the mystery of your own body. Thank you. Any last comment? Um, you're mentioning the earth. Um, it's amazing how much more substantial my body felt. Like, that I really didn't have to work so hard. It, 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 um, when I mean substantial, it's as if it, it, there was more volume, there was more maybe presence, body presence with the help, the support of the earth, actually just sort of acknowledging that connection that I'm not just off in my own little orbit, but that I'm in this larger field. Um, and I, I agree, you know, the, how it's, it's so much easier to, to go that way and then feel the switch off of the busy mind. It's kind of such a relief. Thank mm. you. So just in the interest of, yeah, kind of, weaving in the concepts and making it all fit. It's really, I'm grateful that you guys could share a little bit um, because it's hard to, t- I noticed in the beginning of this talk, it's like, oh man, I, I need to, we need to get on the same page here a little bit. It's hard to talk about this because it's so, what we're talking about is experience. And usually it can get lost in translation if we're just trying to use our concepts to, have an experience. What this, but you know what you're alluding to, right? So, in this core of the body, this kind of uh, feeds into this these elements. So, I'm just going to name them real quick. The first step is like melting the ice, relating with tension, allowing tension. It's like the four noble truths. We have to allow experience, including uncomfortable experience. The second you could say phase is we're touching the earth. And touching the earth just means that we start to feel that the body, as much as we feel like we're limited by our skin boundary, that actually the system, the field of the body, has an infinite range. And that more and more, if we lie on the earth and we project our awareness down into the earth and back to the earth, and I invite you to try this at home, there's a wonderful series called Your Breathing Body which will guide you through these practices. Um, that our, We have what's called an earth body according to these teachings, that, our, that the field, energetic field of our body can root into the core of the earth. And as that roots, as we somatically feel that we, our energetic system can root into the earth, 
what it does is it's like an uh, it's like a pressure release valve. We're opening that pressure release valve, and suddenly we can actually give our te- our attention to the earth. We can literally melt that it can actually melt away from us the tension that we've held like in our body that we're holding it together. That's it's possible to give that away. And what happens to that process as we feel that connectivity with the earth field or the Gaia field, then we'll start to feel through, then when we finally sit up, when it's time to really move from, we, you start with a, like a lying down meditation into the sitting posture. Then when we sit, feeling this, uh, you could say we, could, we start to feel the wind. Or we start to feel the life force move through the core of our body. And for me, as when I started to feel that, though, there's wow, there's this space. There's the body isn't as solid as I thought that it was. So, um, yeah, the view here is that when this central channel, as we we first have to do a, a bunch of preparation of relaxation, we have to be with maybe those outer levels. But then as we breathe along the spine, you could say the intelligences, the intelligence centers of the body start to come online. And I'll go through just very simply, like through the central, the, the seven chakras. The first chakra, root chakra, is when we breathe into the perineum, when you breathe into the root chakra, there's a sense of, oh, it's safe. I'm safe to be here. So we could spend a lot of time just breathing into the very root uh, base of the body. And what that does is as we breathe into the very root of the body, what it does is it's like a hot key to the whole rest of the body. It's starting, suddenly we feel, whoa, I'm rooted on my seat. Then as we breathe up beyond the perineum, we breathe into the pelvis, sacral chakra. Then, you know, this is the coming from the tantric tradition. Pleasure. There's pleasure to breathe into our pelvis. And the view here is just that it's okay, that pleasure actually is part of the path. That as we allow um, pleasure, that pleasure can metabolize, it can heal trauma. That's the, basically the, the view. Moving up through the belly, feeling, you know, what's often called the hara or the dantian, power. And then into the heart. That the natural state of the open heart, as we let the breath come through the heart, that love is the natural state of the heart. Through the throat, that as our as the breath moves through the throat, then with an open heart, then joy can flourish through the throat chakra. 
and that same central channel coming into the headspace, into the center of the headspace. It's like the feeling of clarity when you have a very clear sense of, you just your mind is clear that that's a space of clarity. I want to, I want to add so much. I could go into so much detail. Very top of the spine, supposedly a hundred energy channels from the very crown of the spine that actually you could say bliss or joy, that if we were to breathe into the very crown of the spine, then that would complete the central channel from the core of the earth. So I just offer this tonight because it's a view of the body that I had never encountered in, uh, in the mindfulness teachings. And I think maybe it's a time, um, I'll just mention the last two phases of, of the somatic practice. First is water element, melting the ice, relaxing the tension. Second is learning how to surrender that tension from the singular body then into the field of the earth. And then as we feel that connectivity through the body, then there's a sense of the life force coming through the spine. Of feeling the wind, feeling the prana flow. And as that happens, then the opening of the chakras start to come online. We start to find that the core of our body is alive. There's presence emanating through the body. And then the sense is, a, we could call that awakening the fire. I think that's the fire element, that the warmth, that there's warmth to awareness, there's warmth to this presence that flows through the body. And this warmth can actually burn through or release us from our traumas, our emotions. Everything can be metabolized in that space. And then finally, this last step, you could say would be to dissolve into space or to relax our body into being. That somehow all the elements come together and that we are elemental and we can feel life in this way. So I think let's just open it up. If there are any comments, questions, also about the darkness retreat. I was just wondering about the the type of um, practice. Yeah. Was that okay? Yeah. I do have another question. Go for um, it. So I think about, because I work on a computer mm-hmm. most of the day, mm-hmm. and I want to be embodied. Mm-hmm. Can this kind of practice, do you think it's, can it be done? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, That's I'm, great. This might not have been the most eloquent talk, but I have to say it's just changed my life. Because what this is about is that you can totally, you can stop thinking. You can actually, and that our body is intelligent. The view here is that the, the soma, what, what my teacher Reggie would call the soma, knows how to do things. 
it knows how to do things better even than this little thing. One one, um, program that I recommend for just learning how to, if you're at a desk sitting all day, this very specific way of sitting, you can, uh, there's a series called The Practice of Pure Awareness. That's a nine-disc series, and we'll teach you how to sit in this way. about how it was the second and third week. Last time you said the first three or four days you were sleeping most of the time and then you woke up and then there was only a few days left, but 21 days, how was your your body woke up? Your mind's out because there's no mental stimulations. But was it you were feeling like this energy through your body all the time? Were you like mostly sitting doing that or did you feel the need that you needed to you know, do yoga or do some physical thing while you're in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so to speak on a personal level about this, it's pretty amazing to feel what the body, what unfolds underneath those levels. It took a long, it took probably to, I would say really for me, like one of the biggest awakenings for me was around day 18. And it was kind of like, felt like an endless, you know, journey. But at some point what happened was, um, you know, this is a, it's actually a very swift path in some way. It felt like every single day was honestly like a quantum leap in experience. Because there just is nowhere else to be. You know, you're in darkness. And uh, I didn't mention it so much last time, but someone asked, like, does it get, like, what happens? Is it dark? What happens is that um, your, your neurochemistry really changes, and these neurochemicals start to release in the body. And one of the main ones being um, what's called DMT, which is dimethyltryptophan, which is, it's in ayahuasca, and it's um, it's kind of like, uh, there's a book called The Spirit Molecule. So what happens is really, these energies, what we're talking about, the energies start to come into this core of the body, and then um, you could say that light actually, you think it would seem like the light's out there, but it's actually on the inside of your body, starts to become projected and it, um, the mind or consciousness is emanating its own radiance, you could say. It's worth checking out. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth checking out. Actually, uh, day four. Yeah. <laughs> it's as, you know, it, no, I can't say that in here. <laughs> it's very vivid. It's the most 
really, truly one of the most vivid experiences I have ever had is the darkness, is just seeing that we think that's what we could call space. You know, our mind, we go to material objects as like what we take to be real. But what this somatic teachings are saying is that space itself is alive. And that if we, that our body is in touch with the field of space. Like, do you know, like right now, for example, in the world, you can feel there's a lot going on in the world. Without thinking, without looking at the news, on some level, we know that a lot is happening in the world right now. And I think why I'm really passionate about these teachings, I know why I'm really passionate about these teachings, is that I see it that our systems have to, they have this incredible capacity to grow. We have this infinite capacity for experience. But it's, this is a, to breathe into the body in this way, it's our somatic software update. That as we breathe into the core of our body, what opens for us is confidence in being with intensity. And welcoming that and, and seeing, experiencing experience as being workable. That's what these teachings are about. Does anyone else have a question? Mm-hmm. Um, like as someone trying to feel my emotions and like being okay with anger or feeling my anger or feeling worries or fear, um, how would someone coming from like a more embodied space act when, you know, there's like a situation that's making them angry? Because I've noticed I get kind of stuck in my stories, but like I'm also trying to like let myself feel the anger, but like having a balance of you know, not listening to the stories too much, but like honoring the emotion. Like, could you give sure. an example? Yeah, yeah. Well, so one of the reasons I, I got into this work is um, I was doing a lot of mindfulness meditation where I'd be watching my emotions, so to speak. Um, but anger was one of those emotions that I, I, I didn't really feel like I could touch. And someone said to me once, you know, I, I thought that I, I'm not angry. <laughs> And she said to me, you're calm like a bomb. And um, this, the view of emotions in this tradition is really unique in that it says that when we can, we need to first be able to relax and find spaciousness. That's, that's a prerequisite to working in an alchemical way with our emotions. But, if, but as our body opens up more and more, the view is that emotion is energy. It's all, it's all energy. But it's, there's the storyline of you did this to me, where there's a blaming kind of thing. Then we make this kind of us and them thing, and, and then anger becomes anger. But the view here is that if we could just stay in the body with anger, you ever notice there's like a, there's a, really clear energy and anger. And the view here is that when we could liberate, if we could liberate the storyline and just be in that 
blazing clear place, that that is wisdom. The view here is that we don't have to get rid of our emotions, but we have to be willing to feel what we're experiencing. I don't know if that's helpful. Anyone else? We're kind of getting to the very end. Any last question? I'm curious what the re-entry from the darkness retreat has been like for you and what are some of the things you've noticed since then? Um, What has stayed with you or how has the experience maybe changed? Um, over time, now that you've had some time away from it? Well, it's really speedy around here, one thing I'll say. I really this this em, these embodiment practices. There's a there's kind of a deep sadness. I would say there's a sadness and there's a longing to be more and more in a natural way of being in my life. That's one thing. There's a kind of like a there's a tenderness as I say that. There's also just like a profound appreciation for being a human being. To have a human body, you know, the the Buddhist teachings say that to have a human body is the best kind of situation in the universe. And I feel so grateful to be in connection and more and more in a, a deeper and deeper sense of union with my body. Yeah, I couldn't, I would say that it's a happiness or a well-being that I have never experienced until now. Yeah. So just as the end, as we're ending, I think let's take a moment to come into our body. We'll do a little loving-kindness meditation. Yeah, the thing I would say is just uh, the view that now feels less. Once, w- once upon a time, my body was a block of ice. And it was very uncomfortable to live there. And now I know that underneath all of the tension, the emotions, the trauma, that well-being is the natural state. Underneath everything, well-being So just finding a posture that feels like well-being in this moment. Letting the ears open to space. And then letting the 
heart open. Just letting the breath come into the into the heart, into the chest. And looking right into this warmth. Maybe there's some contraction around the edge. See if you could just go right in the center. It's like an ah. And as we find where there's space, where there's spaciousness. Let's offer whatever good feeling we have right now, let's let it open. Open through us, open to everyone in the room here. Just all wishing each other well, wishing each other happiness. Ease, peace. And let's let this field open to the neighborhood, to the somas of all the people in the neighborhood. And in every direction now, just opening infinitely. Seven billion people on the planet, animals, insects, all life forms, just letting the body, letting our heart open. Just say these traditional metta chants phrases. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be peaceful. May you be free. So as we ring this bell, as I ring this bell, whatever merit arises from our practice today, we dedicate to all those who are suffering. May all beings everywhere have happiness, peace, and freedom. Just a few resources if you're curious more to know more about somatic meditation. Um, a great book is Touching Enlightenment by Reggie Ray. And also I recommend Your Breathing Body. It's an incredible series 
as well as the practice of pure awareness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.